0: Welcome to episode 17 of the In the Name of Service podcast with host and psychologist Dr. Barb Thompson. Here, she broadcasts stories of everyday men and women who've answered a call to serve others in hopes of inspiring and catalyzing the rest of us to follow suit in our own way. Today's interview is with Ashley Wilson, counseling psychology graduate student at Liberty University you'll quickly realize that Ashley's interview is a bit different from previous ones. Ashley's story is exceptional not because she can reflect on a long career of service she's already endured, but because she embodies the incredible character necessary to serve others well, even at a young age. Barb knew Ashley from a distance when Ashley was in high school because they attended the same church. Since then, she's had the privilege of watching Ashley grow these last few years and admires how courageously she faces life's twists, turns, and even tragedies with grace and wisdom beyond her years. Whether it's facing the fact that her lifelong dream of being in vet medicine wasn't going to happen, or the loss of her brother to suicide, Ashley may be young, but has no less experience in loss. Today, Ashley speaks about how early in life she felt an additional responsibility to serve others— her journey in learning the difference between interests and giftings, the importance of gaining perspective through mission trips to Honduras, Costa Rica, and Uganda, and the lesson that through the toils of life, we become stronger. I hope this episode encourages you to keep taking that next right step in your own story, and that it highlights the importance of nourishing the lives of the young people in your life. Thank you for listening.
1: Okay, Ashley, I am extremely pleased to have you um, on the podcast. And if you would, for everyone listening, just tell us about yourself. What was your upbringing like and how do you think it has shaped you into the woman you are today?
2: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me, um, Barb. I really appreciate it. And um, my name is Ashley. I Grew up in Southern North Carolina. Um, it's right outside of Fayetteville. So any military people who are listening, it's right out, right near Fort Bragg. Um, my dad is retired Army, so our family ended up there. Uh, my mom is nurse is a nurse and she's been a nurse uh, for her whole career. Um, so my a little bit about uh, myself and kind of just like how I grew up. Um, my parents were divorced um, when I turned five, so a majority of my life I just lived with my mom and one of my sisters um, in our house. Uh, but we regularly would attend church, and so that was a huge blessing in my life um, to be able to grow up in the Baptist church and um, in Southern North Carolina and be able to have a community. And we were very involved there. We would constantly be there all the time for church activities. And my mom would just bring me, um, with her to all these things. Um, cause she just didn't have childcare and things. Um, so I got to just be around these awesome godly women all the time and who are much older than me. And so I just got to observe, um, these older women I would go on conferences with them at like seven years old and just get to soak it all in which is so much fun um and just get to see an
1: old soul (laughs) athlete.
2: I am an old soul like through and through I love I just yeah (laughs) I was born in the wrong time period but it's fine Um, but yeah, I just got to soak it all in and I loved it. And I got to see this like beautiful um faith in God by so many of these women and also my mom. I got to see her hard work ethic and her faith in God on display for me. Um so that was really cool growing up being able to do that and then also just be involved in church, which was really awesome. But um having divorced parents was very difficult. Um, my dad does not regularly attend church and the, uh, the environments from my mom's house to my dad's house were very different. Um, so that caused a little bit of uncomfortability and difficulty for me and like navigating all of that. Um, but I did come to the Lord very early in life. Um, I got saved when I was five years old. Um, and I just had a really deep understanding for who God was and what I wanted him that I wanted him to be part of my life. Um says a little bit about me. Um I I don't exactly know what else to share other than this. I know (laughs) to start off with.
1: (laughs) It's such a vague big question, but tell us a little bit about where you are today in life. What are you up to?
2: Yeah. So um, after high school, I went to Western uh, Carolina University and I got my bachelor's in biology. I wanted to be a vet my entire life. Um, I grew up on a horse farm with my mom. And so um, we showed I showed lambs and we always had dogs and horses and all the things. Um, but uh, in 2020, Um, I had a really hard time with this is not what I want to do with my life anymore. Um, And had a really um, hard uh, journaling and process time with the Lord and seeking out mentors wisdom of that and counseling was something that came up um, of this might be something that um, the Lord might be calling me to do with my life. And so after taking off a year of school, um, and serving in ministry and working at home, and I got to meet uh, you, Barb, and get to work <laughs> at HotWorks uh, in Fayetteville, um, which was such a wonderful opportunity. Got to meet so many awesome people, and I then um, got to apply to Liberty University. I got in, and I started my clinical mental health counseling master's program back in 2021, and I've been in that program since then, um, and I'll graduate next year in 2024.
1: That is quite a shift. Like what? Yeah. Was it an inkling in the back of your mind that maybe there's something else aside from being a vet or did that just hit you all at once?
2: Um. So there's kind of like a funny answer and then also <laughs> a serious one. Um. When I was in my senior year, I was having a really hard time applying to vet schools because my GPA was not super stellar. Um. It was pretty average, if not a little on the lower side of average. And so vet school is very competitive. You really need to be really up there in academics or you just need to be like an out of the box person where they want you.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, And so because I was so average in my scores and I'm not a good test taker, all the academic reasons, I just started evaluating is this something I'm gifted in or is this Mm -hmm. just something I really want to do? And so evaluating the difference between passions and giftings to do something
1: so good, um,
2: and just figuring out like, Lord, what have you gifted me in? And what have you given passions to my heart for? And what moves my soul and people was something that constantly came up. And you, of course, I would have worked with people and vets um, like as a vet, but I wanted to actively be able to, have relationships with people and that Mm -hmm. be a majority part of my job is that I get to sit with people and I get to work with them and I get to be a part of problem solving and giving them skills. And that was definitely something that um, Mm -hmm. I get to do as a counselor uh, one day, which would be really cool.
1: You are such a positive influence on other people, no matter their age, their background, when or how did you know that your life would be filled with mentoring and helping others? Or is that something you're still growing into?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I remember my mom teaching me um, growing up that I needed to be the hands and feet of Jesus and like we as believers get to be a different person that someone gets to interact with. Um, and so like leaving that lasting impression on someone, like when you walk in the room, you walk in the room with Jesus and like, that can be such peace for people. That can be such love for people. Um, and you can just do relationships differently. And so, but I do have a very specific memory of an example of this, um, of this like calling or like mentoring, um, that was placed on my life. Um, it actually happened in 2008. So, um, I was in fourth grade. And my sweet, precious niece, Sayla was born, and I remember in the hospital, um, it was the first time I ever got to hold her, and the minute that little, precious baby was laid in my arms, this just sweeping of just responsibility and... Um, Just love for her just wept over me. And I just felt the pressing from the Lord that I was going to have an important role in her life. And I wanted this precious little girl to have someone to look up to and to learn from and to be a different person in her life than she was going to experience And so I wanted to be able, because people had done that for me. Like, I also got to observe that from these women that the Lord placed in my life to observe. And I was like, I want to be that for this little girl. And I want to be that for other girls and be able to, um, like, carry that on and be able to Mm -hmm. replicate that. Um, So just, I felt a responsibility um, just come over me after she was born, which was really cool.
1: Yeah. I love that story, Ashley, Mm -hmm. because I have a son who's in third grade right now. And you just can't underestimate um, that that spirit, that person is is already alive and well and being guided in a direction that, you know, I don't have complete control over, but certainly don't underestimate the young people because, Absolutely. you know, their hearts are being groomed for great things. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you believe, like what experiences or opportunities in your own life have challenged you? to grow in those areas that you kind of have explained that you felt called to early in life?
2: Yeah, um, that is a weighted question. Uh, but it's a good <laughs> one. It's a good one, because I think that you have to have the difficult times in life um, to be able to. It just produces so much growth. Right. Um, like when that soil is toiled up and it just creates this nutritious, um, place for plants to grow better. Mm. And so through the toiling, we get stronger. And so, um, I would say a couple of different things that have just really stuck out to me when I was thinking over these questions that you sent me, um, was my parents' divorce was a big one. Um, mm-hmm. just when I was five years old, like that was something pretty big to go through. And, um, it was a constant thing in my life of just having parents that were just very different. Um, and having a dad who, um, wasn't in church and was very different than my mom who was walking with Jesus. And so that was a big one, um, as well as um, one of my aunts passed away from cancer in 2008. So I remember going um, to the cancer treatment uh, facility and we would constantly be called to go up to High Point, North Carolina. The family would be called in over and over again because we just didn't know when the last time. And so seeing oh, wow. that turmoil yeah. on the family um, like really grew me um, as well as, um, two incidents happened in 2012. So there's been this like constant growing and constant, um, just like pressuring me to grow closer to the Lord, which has just been really cool. Um, and just growing me as a person. But in 2012, I lost my, one of my brothers to suicide. Um, in the same Christmas, um, my stepdad at the time also walked out on me and my mom. And Mm. so being a freshman in high school, I, I grew up, uh, pretty quickly. Um, as a, Through my life, I just became more responsible. I became more aware. Um, but those two things were very difficult to have to go through. But those experiences um, grew me a lot. Um, as a person, they grew me with the Lord and they grew me with people. Um, one thing specifically, it was a huge takeaway from my brother is you just never know what people are going through um, right. to the extent they are. And also, you just never know when the last time being able to spend with someone will be. So you never know when that last reaction or that last interaction will be, or those last words will be, or being able to um, love someone so deeply and be able to share the love of Christ with them. And so it just like helps you not take life for granted.
1: Yeah. What, um, you know, first of all, let me just say that I I've heard it so often that um you know, difficulties early in life have this beautiful kind of production um, mm-hmm. as you grow. When you use it as just as you're speaking of, you know, um, you kind of turn it around. Um, you have this mature understanding of the preciousness of life. Mm-hmm. What what has been your most meaningful experience serving others so far? Why do you think that is?
2: Yeah, um, I would say. I have, I wrote down three um, because I couldn't Yay! choose just
1: one. <laughs> I love that.
2: Um, yes, but I would say um, being able to serve in overseas missions has been a really big thing um, that I found meaningful. um, Being able to go overseas on a mission trip is just out of this world um, experience. And I would highly recommend it, especially with younger um, Mm -hmm. students as they are going through high school, going through college. um, If they have the capacity and the ability and and the passion Mm -hmm. um, to go overseas, I think it just changes your perspective completely. Yeah. Um growing up in the United States, uh, we just have a very different perspective of how the world works and how things work. And when you go out overseas and you get out of your comfort zone and you get to just experience what other people experience in other cultures, it just opens your eyes a lot. Um Where did you you go, become, Ashley. Um I have been to Honduras three times. I've been to okay. Costa Rica once, and I've been to Uganda once. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's so hard when you're doing it
1: over. I know, I know. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah, so that's the first one. And I didn't even realize you had been overseas so much, but you said it changes your perspective and. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it changes your perspective for sure. It um, just makes you more thankful, more grateful. um, And it just teaches you how to uh, interact with different people. Than you, mm-hmm. um, different mm-hmm. people, how, what they believe and what they think and what they value, and um, yeah, it just it, it just opens your perspective. It's hard to explain it, um, right? Yeah. when you haven't done it or like try to explain the thing, but um, if anyone's listening <laughs> who's done it, they can. They're probably sitting there like, right. I know what you're talking about. Yes,
1: they can attest to it for <laughs> yeah.
2: sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, helping in college ministry, um, back in twenty. Uh, 20- 20 when I was home for the year between uh, undergrad and grad school it was mm-hmm. a huge, meaningful experience to me. It grew me a ton. Um, I had no idea, um, it would be as difficult as it was, but it really stretched me and just being able to, um, really study the word of God and make sure I was interpreting things correctly and asking for help and asking for, um, discipleship. And, um, I was in, um, I was under Kevin Duffy. Um, he's one of my mentors and he, I was in his office like every other day. I was like, can you please explain to me what I'm supposed (laughs) to be doing and how I do this? (laughs) Um, so that was really wonderful. And then the last one is just, um, I've been able to serve uh, with youth over the years through girls camps and youth camps and things. Um, and, I've been serving in youth groups since I came to Lynchburg um, here at a local church. And so that has been so meaningful and so wonderful to get to pour into these students.
1: When I'll say when not if when you get tired or discouraged, because even as a young girl, you know, the word you used was responsibility. You felt responsibility, mm-hmm. which is a pretty weighty word, Um even though obviously you love pouring into people, but when you do get tired or you have those days where you're a bit more discouraged, how do you rebound and, you know, just find the energy to serve again? Yeah,
2: that's a great question. Um, Over the years, it's been a little different than, and I'm even still learning how to rebound being in this program um, and like learning about wellness and checking up on yourself. But I would say consistently, um, it's been spending alone time with Jesus. I mean, Jesus literally went and spent time alone with the Father. Um, We see that in scripture over and over again. And being able to spend alone time with our Savior is so helpful. Um, It just brings about peace. It brings about nourishment. I mean, he is the bread of life, he says. And so... Um, it's like you're dry and you get filled. My mom (laughs) always said growing up, she goes to church so much because she leaks. And so (laughs) saying talking about um, that Christianese term of just like filling up your cup, which just means you serve, so you have to replenish what's been emptied. But um, also being in His creation, I love being outside. I'm literally doing this podcast right now outside (laughs) of my front porch as the train is passing by. But um, just being able to... Be in his creation and be with his people. Being with his people is so encouraging. Um, yeah. having those lifelines to be able to talk with and challenge one another, um, be able to work together and, um, just know that I'm not alone is, is really helpful. Um, Romans 8 reminds me of that. Um, he says, uh, in Romans 8, 26 and 28, likewise, the spirit intercedes. Or likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us when our groanings are too deep for words. Yeah. And so, like the Spirit feels what we feel, and when I'm reminded of that, I just know that Jesus is with me, and I'm not alone in it. And then reminding myself, um, I'm not. My home isn't here, and I'm on mission. And I've been asked to do these things. Um, and so just giving your giving myself the reminder of the purpose of why I'm doing, what I'm doing is helpful.
1: Yeah. What do you believe more young people need to hear in order to kind of like you just take a step by step, step out and use their unique gifts to yeah. serve others?
2: I would say um, you've been called to do great things. And you are capable of doing great things. I think um, I became very frustrated when I was growing up um, just because I was told, like, you're young or whatever. And um, I was very thankful for certain adults in my life who called me up to more, Um, like you were talking about with your son who's in third grade. Kids are capable of more than we think they are. And if you have a student um, who wants to do more or wants to be challenged or um, called up to do great things. And also just seeing that in ourselves, like we've been Mm -hmm. called to do great things and we are capable of doing great things. We're not alone in that process. Like there are people around us, like we have bodies of believers, um, and our time is short, so we don't need to waste it. Um, so I have way more energy and time than I will ever have in the rest of my life right now, because (laughs) I'm going to have more responsibility and I'm going to have more things. I might have more money later because I am broke right now. Broke, broke, broke. (laughs) (laughs) But I have more time and energy than I will ever have in the rest of my life. And so I want to utilize that and for the sake of the kingdom and for the glory of the Lord.
1: Yeah. Seeing that that is kind of what you believe more young people need to hear. What do you think um, is keeping people, um, I guess, just held captive in that run-of-the-mill um, not stepping outside of their comfort zone, not taking any kind of steps or leaps of faith, um, just going with the flow of what they see, you know, in whatever kind of society that they're growing up in right now.
2: Yeah. Uh, another great question. I think, I think we are, we are thought of, that's a good question. Trying to find my words here. Um, I think I see adults thinking less of our capabilities mm-hmm. and allowing us to stay in a place where we are not expected of more. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of adults are there like, oh, they're just millennials or, oh, they're just Gen Z or whatever. That's just the way it is. And it's almost like giving a pass mm-hmm. to remain um, unmoving right. and to remain in that space instead of calling up a generation to action. Um, or I see a lot of youth groups or and I'm not downing any youth groups or any um, systems because they're great. And those things are awesome, but it's very surface level and they're OK with letting us stay surface level. But um, I had great mentors who called me up and called our youth groups up um, to greater things. And so and allowed those d- that depth to be there if students wanted it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the reason a lot of students are getting stuck is a lack of mission um, we're distracted on the next thing or the relationship that you want to have. Um, I could do a whole soapbox on that, but (laughs) I won't, um, of just like, there's so many distractions and there's so many things happening and they want to be the next thing, or they want to have all of the, um, all the good things like quote unquote, that this world provides, but that's not why Mm -hmm. we're here. So I think that to make it short. Um, to your answer or to your question would be just um, we need a mission and we need a drive and we need to know that we're capable and we need to know that we have people with us cheering us on to do great things and we're made for more.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, I heard recently um, on another podcast, actually, that a powerless mindset lacks a meaningful mission. And uh, that's half of what you're talking about. The other half is just being distracted with the things that um, kind of surface level seem important. But when you take stock and if you could imagine yourself at the end of life, aren't that important? Well, if there's someone listening who feels you, right, like they feel (laughs) this You know, they have the stories from when they were growing up, when they have those moments that are internal, right, that no one knows about, um, or maybe they feel a call on their life, but they don't know where or how to get started. What advice would you have for them?
2: Yeah, Um, I would say evaluate the passions the Lord has given you. Those are not by accident. Um, I think it's so cool to just see the different passions people have and the different drives people have. And so evaluate those. Those are given to you as a gift Um, and they can help allow you to figure out what you can go do for his glory and for his kingdom. Um, also examine the platforms you've been given. So whether that's at school or whether that's in your family or whether that's in the local church or in the community, evaluate the platforms you might already have and utilize those. So whether you're on a sports team or whether you're a part of a girls group or whether you have been given all these nieces and nephews or siblings <laughs> to love and be able to encourage or... Um, Yeah, I don't know what that might look like. It might look like a theater program. It might look like um, a baking club or something like that. I don't exactly know. But whatever that platform is, use it. Um, See what opportunities or needs are around you. There is so much need in this world. We live in such a fallen and broken world who needs Jesus. And there's so much need in the communities. There's so much needs in our schools and our families. Just see what needs and opportunities are already around you. Um, get involved with a local body of believers. Um, that has honestly been a super key element in me being able to continuously serve and connect and grow with the Lord. As I just yeah. constantly made sure I was with a local body of believers in a mm-hmm. local church somewhere and um, see where the Lord is moving and go. If you see the Lord moving, just be a part of it. Go serve with other believers. Um, if the Lord is moving, I love to be in this those spaces. Um, I have a, a little saying that I constantly have been reminding myself of, of where you, where you, uh, leave Lord, I will follow your people will be my people, your ways, my ways, you are my God, and I'm ready to do what needs to be done.
1: That's awesome. All right, Ashley. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time and your courage. And, um, I know that, you know, just people hearing, parts of your story um, are going to be so encouraged. And I do think they'll, they will um, be able to face the fear of moving forward and just push it aside. So Mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for having me.